0: This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler.
1: And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler.
0: This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about adoption and then speak to somebody who actually knows about adoption, our guest Morgan Brayton. Well, Teresa, it's been a whole
1: week. It has been a whole week. I've missed you. I know. I've missed you. I've missed
0: talking about motherhood.
1: Yeah. I think last Monday I just, like, went into a room and shut the door and just talked to myself for, like, 45 minutes. So I just had to, like, get that stuff out, Yeah, I just had to get it out. Yeah.
0: That's right. I mean Stefan's adorable and stuff, but he's just he just doesn't have the like the same banter. Um well, how are you? Are you rested? Tell
1: me tell me how are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Um we had a week off, a week away. Um it was really nice. Saw a lot of friends and family. Um Simon was a total trooper the whole week. We had so much fun. Um and today I'm really again distracted <laughs> because uh-huh. um my one of my best friends is um mm. is going to give birth today. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: I hope she's listening right now. <laughs> she
1: better be listening right now. Push. Push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's really weird, weird. to be her here. First. Yeah, it's her first and just to be here like talking about stuff. mom stuff is really weird like knowing that, you know, She's having a baby. A today. Baby's about. She's yeah. becoming a mother. She's today. becoming a mother. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's really nice. great. So I'll be thinking about her today. And how are you doing? I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> how how was your week? So it uh, not uh, not great.
0: Okay. I think I'm having a I'm having kind of a bad week. Oh. Very distracted. I cannot attribute my distraction to the miracle of birth. Okay, right. <laughs> I mean, my distraction is just just trying to get work done mm. and having a hard time balancing the time. So like this weekend, you know, I said, Stefan, I need like two hours to just do some editing for the show, editing some calls and doing some research for today's show. You know, can you watch Katie Bell? You know, our three year old, three and a half year old. Almost four year old. Really almost Really almost four. She's practically four. And he's like, sure. And I don't know if this happens to you, but, like, I don't, I, I don't have an office. I'm, like, sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. right? And, like, suddenly Katie Bill always just kind of wanders in. Right, yeah. And I don't know where the fuck Stefan is. Like, right. he's just not the kid. Or I'll see them playing, and then I just see him wander off. Mm-hmm. And I go, where are you? And then, like, so I'm kind of like, you know, Katie Bill, I'm working. I got to do this thing. And then suddenly I hear him, like, on the phone. Uh-huh. She doesn't interrupt him once on the phone. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is that about? Like, not once. He's on, like, the phone for A. Why is he on the phone? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Two, it's pissing me off that she's not Mm like, Mama, Mama, can I talk? Can I talk? Papa, can I talk Mm -hmm. on the phone? Can I talk? She's, like, playing quietly by herself. (laughs) So it's a fact. My child does not interrupt my husband when he's on the phone. And then today, like, I had this, like, two-hour-long dental appointment this morning. Uh, Not my favorite place to be. Uh, and I was hungry because I couldn't eat because it was a crack of dawn appointment. And I come in and Stefan's like sitting at the table doing the Monday crossword puzzle. (laughs) And, okay, I can only do the Monday crossword puzzle. It's my only puzzle I can do. I cannot do other puzzles. And I have found this real joy in doing these puzzles recently because I feel like I'm using my brain in a way. I got so angry. I was like, are you fucking doing the Monday fucking crossword puzzle? Yeah. Look, you can do the Sunday puzzle in, like, 30 minutes. You know I can. I I started getting crazy. I started going, Mm -hmm. I got so angry. He's like, oh, my God, you're getting really mad. I'm like, yes, I'm getting really, Mm -hmm. really mad. Mm -hmm. And I do feel, though, that I need to take a step back. And it's time to maybe introduce a new segment to the show. Okay. It's time to to compliment your partner. Stefan has actually been doing a really good job the last couple of weeks outside of his massive failure of the crossword puzzle today. (laughs) There have been a couple of nights, like, after dinner, I'm, like, really, like, I'm sitting at the table. You can see the tire dripping off Mm. my face. And he's like, why don't you just go on into bed? And I've got the rest of the night. What? With Katie Bell. Just, like, I'll do the bath. I'll do the whole put down. We always split the put down, the routine up. I got the whole thing. Uh, So that's happened a couple of times. He'll then come in and actually, without being asked or whatever, he'll be like, do you have water for the night? Do you want some ice cream? What? I know. And uh, so he's just been like a lot more present. Wow. And involved, which uh-huh. is a big deal. And uh-huh. like genuinely asking about how I feel with the whole pregnancy thing. Uh uh-huh. So good job, Stefan.
1: Wow. Yeah. Way to so, go, Stefan. Yeah, way to
0: go, Stefan. Despite how much you're fucking it up
1: <laughs> with my fucking crossword puzzle. It doesn't, seem, it doesn't puzzle. seem like it was really about the puzzle. It probably... No, it was. <laughs>
0: You know nothing. Speaking of knowing nothing, today we are going to talk about adoption. We're going to spend a very small amount of time discussing adoption. And then we're going to bring in our guest, uh, comedian Morgan Brayton, who's actually going to talk to us about adoption. And we're really looking forward to that. So stick around and we'll be right back. We're back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh... Can t- we just start by saying this won't be, like, our definitive episode about adoption? Oh, God, no, no, kind no. That scares the crap out of me.
0: Oh, no, yeah. This... All right, let's, this is an episode of adoption. This is an episode about adoption. Yeah, unlike, unlike a topic like teething or sleep training <laughs> right. that you can really... Or breastfeeding <laughs> that you can really sum up in one one show. Uh, this show these shows are going to last a year, and then we're out of topics. Uh, This is probably, definitely, one of hopefully many discussions we'll actually have about adoption each time Teresa and I (laughs) learning more and more about it and the experiences that those parents go through. But as our first discussion about adoption, we're going to take some time to just talk about it uh, in a very joking way. said to Teresa, if we sound any different, it's because we're actually talking out of our ass right now as (laughs) opposed to uh, uh, our mouth where we usually talk out of. But uh, Teresa... (laughs) What does the word, what is the word adoption, the idea of adoptions get you thinking about?
1: Hmm. Oh, geez. Um, Well, I think of the first thing that comes to (laughs) mind is thinking of like uh, eight-year-old girls Mm. who are just starting to learn about like sex and having babies and stuff. And they're like, and they're like, well... I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna adopt. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's your first thought about adoption? Well, yeah. That's because, well, Where I, did that come from? I think I'm just thinking back to like when I was oh. first learning about yeah, like sex. different ways that people have, have, have families. Right. And I feel like at the time that I was a child, yeah. the whole idea of adoption, like the point Shouted of adoption, a lot better than sex. seemed like, yeah, <laughs> the, the idea of it se- seemed like the reason for adoption was oh. well, I mean, nobody wants to. Push a baby out of their vagina. <laughs> so. No one wants to have sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, w- that wasn't that going was not out. part of that. Yeah, no. Um, um, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's just I feel like there's this phase that like a lot of little girls go through where they're like, I'm I'm just gonna adopt. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I know. It's Sort of like it's just like a way for people to just like not think about the fact that they might give birth someday. I, I, I know a like, lot of them actually were like, sure, I would much rather. Or not even shove a v- well, even out of my vagina as sure, well. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Even even like yeah, getting older <laughs> with like growing knowledge and self awareness. Right. Like of what you happens may to you your may body. also feel that way. Yeah. Sure. Um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say when you said eight year old
0: girls, I thought you were going to say Annie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, orphanages. Orphanages and like yeah. Annie and the, like adorable singing orphans. Mm-hmm. You know. I also, uh, from what I understand about adoption. Uh, children who live in orphanages, uh, the people who run them are horrible. Oh,
1: definitely. They're very mean. Yep.
0: They're very mean. It's free slave labor, I think. Mm-hmm. No, but in, in all honesty, one of the things I think I, when I, I actually start thinking about adoption in a real respectful way, mm-hmm. I think about the fact that what parents have to go through who want to adopt that people who don't have to adopt, Mm-hmm. Or don't choose to adopt, or you know, however they have their family, mm-hmm. is so different. Like the people who adopt, you know, it's minimum a year, you know, uh, to go through the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to take all these classes on how to have kids and how to have a family, and like diets and you exercise, you know, like all these things that are helpful for parents to know on how to create a safe, healthy environment for your for your family and your child. Background checks, fingerprints. You know, criminal checks. People come and hang out at your house and make sure your house is clean and safe, and that you got you're safe, and that yeah, all I did was have sex. <laughs> yeah, no one, and that qualified me and millions of us to have kids. Uh-huh. There's no one like making me take a class on parenting. There's yeah. no one making me. You know, checking out to see if I should even have kids. If I'm mentally stable enough to have kids, this episode may prove that I shouldn't ever talk to my child about adoption or topics I don't know anything about. But I was thinking about, like, God, that's crazy. And I and I don't know, like, where I come down on that. And this, I do think people who are adopting, I, I approve of having to go through all that stuff. I just think yeah. the, the rest the, of us probably should have, to too. too. Yeah. <laughs> might, might cut down on a lot of problems we have yeah, if we yeah. all, like— had to at least take one fucking class,
1: you know? I know, it is really weird sometimes to think about how, like, just how just anyone can have kids. Like, yeah, just really kids. anyone can have kids. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's sort of, and I agree with you, all the steps that people have to go through yeah. to adopt, I mean, there's gotta be reasons for them. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure somebody who knows about the process and has been through it can <laughs> would be able to tell us, like, there are probably parts of it that are totally, like, bureaucratic and stupid and awful, right. but. Yeah. And you know the whole point of having this system is to keep kids safe and make sure you know make sure that, yeah. that kids are okay. So I mean that that part of it makes sense. But um, but there's also it's sort of interesting. Okay, so you're saying all you had to do is have sex, but that's not really true know, because um, you're you, you have to carry the baby and you have to give birth to the baby. Right, but I didn't think about that. But, the first time I had. Right, but the what baby. I'm saying is yeah. like you do a different kind of like preparatory work to have your child. Like it's, it is a totally different kind of work, but it is like a period of reflection and preparing. Yeah. And
0: Uh, I see what you're saying. Not that, not that people who are adopting, whether they're adopting babies or grown kids or, you know, whatever they are in the process. And of course, not all adoptions are just strangers adopting children. A lot of times it's step parents adopting step children and things like that. That it's we're both going down a similar road uh, of getting ourselves ready to connect emotionally with our child. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, And like something has to stand in. But I I feel
0: bad for adoptive. But I feel like not bad for. But I mean, like, let's say I'm in a happy, committed relationship Mm -hmm. and we get pregnant and then nine months is a long time. Hell, it's ten months. Nine, ten months is a long time. Suddenly, during that time, my husband loses his job. Suddenly, during that time, we decide to get divorced because he becomes a drinker. Suddenly, you know, we've got to move across country. None of those things will play into me still being able to get this kid. And I wonder how much right. massive life changes in the middle of you. Because I, I think about I was reading a letter. There's a letter online uh, from a from a site a woman's blog on adoption where she's like, you know, dear adoptive mom. And it was like a Mother's Day letter. And it just was talking about other things that like, I know that you went through these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them was just, you know, I see it. I see you, cl- you know, down on your hands and knees every other week, scrubbing the house clean because the social worker is coming to check your house again before you can mm-hmm. have this. Chill. Like all these things that mm-hmm. like that. I think about the pressure I put on myself yeah. to complete Yet, you know, when I think about the life that I want for my children and yeah. the environment that I want for them and the environment for the family, you know, yeah. so much of it's just your own crazy that you're like, ah, pressure. There's the pressure of then trying to impress people. Yeah. To- allow you
1: to love this child who yeah. needs to be like that just seems right and if you fail somebody else is watching somebody like, else is yeah like if we, like, 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 exactly <laughs> we talked about how like if we fail like we feel really bad but we can like get it together to right. forgive ourselves and move forward right. but you're right like failing in that circumstance has a totally different set of repercussions <laughs> let me
0: please emphasize we're gonna ask somebody who's gone through this,
1: this yeah. question yeah and wait can I just ask you something did your sister ever tell you that you were a adopted. Ah, yeah, of course. Okay. I feel like that's a thing. That's like, a thing. That, yeah, that the, you're the older sibling always lies ever, and convinces I... the younger sibling that All they're right. actually adopted. All right.
0: Well, here's this question. Did you ever wish you were adopted? <laughs> no, because I, I feel Did like that's you? also some sort of childhood fantasy. Like, oh, you have I that see. moment yeah. where, like, you're like, "Who are you, people?" Uh-huh. And you can't possibly be my family. Yeah, I'm probably like, there's like I have some other I think there's better a family that I'm from. Yeah, <laughs> the rich one Yeah, <laughs> the the, re- the I'm actually yeah. a princess or a witch. Right. And one day somebody's going to come tell me I'm <laughs> right. one of those two things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Good sum up. <laughs> of our topic. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, do some genius and fails. That actually might make me feel better actually about this conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And then we're going to talk with Morgan and we can direct all of our inane questions (laughs) to her and she can answer them from her personal experiences. Uh, So if we haven't lost you as a listener yet, stick around.
2: I'm Cameron Esposito, and I'm the host of Maximum Fun's new podcast, Wham Bam Pow, a sci-fi movie show and action movies also. Did I forget to say action movies? Every week I'll be joined by Mr.
3: Ricky Carmona and Ms.
2: Rhea Butcher, and we are going to chat about films. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to be hilarious. We're going to play games. We're going to have guests. We're going to give reviews. It's going to blow your mind. If you want to listen to the show, you can find it at MaximumFun.org you can subscribe on iTunes. Can you believe how many
1: things I just listed? So many things.
2: Wow! (laughs)
1: That's great. Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350- 9485. That's 206 350-9485. Three five zero nine four eight five. Do you want to go first?
0: Sure. I will go first today with my genius moments. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. This is really pretty much a lame genius moment. But, like, recently, uh, Katie Bell's gotten into wanting to play Go Fish a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And the other day at breakfast, we're sitting down for breakfast, and she was like, can we play Go Fish? And I was like, sure. And we played Go Fish. And during the time of playing Go Fish, she ate every bite of food on her plate. What? Yeah. Usually in the morning, she, like, kind of, she wants, every morning she wants eggs and fruit, and maybe uh-huh. eggs, fruit, and sauces, because she's way healthier than the rest of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she'll, okay, you know, there's always something left over, but uh with the introduction of Go Fish, uh, she eats she'll all of her breakfast. she down longer? Yeah, is yeah that she what just sits, and you can be, like, eh, eat in between. She's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm having a bite of while I'm looking for fish. Plus... She's kind of figured out to go fish because now that there's three of us playing, yeah. Stefan will be like, "Do you have any?" He'll ask me, "Do you have an octopus oh. or whatever?" And I'll say, "Go fish," and then she'll kind of do this maniacal laugh if she's in that position in the airplane. Yeah. She'll be like, "Ah!"
1: Because then she and then she, she knows, can knows get she goes, seven. "Papa, yeah. do you have an octopus?"
0: Yeah. And she, I'm like, oh, "We're going to get the casinos in a couple of years, baby. <laughs> uh, you've got it. You're my child." <laughs> um, yeah, I said so again, it's nothing like earth shattering. Uh-huh. But I'm totally fine with this plan. Go fish at every meal now. Cool. Fish eats.
1: Great. Yeah. Uh, I swear to God, this is not an advertisement for Airbnb, but we used <laughs> Airbnb on, on our trip. Yeah. Um, and it was so fucking genius because the condo that we rented for the week was a family that was away on their vacation for a week mm. that was just putting it, putting up their place on yeah. Airbnb. That has a four year old boy, and they like made it super clear to us. Simon can play with all his toys. they're totally everything oh, we left out God. is totally up for grabs. And so the whole time we were there, Simon had like a, somebody else's whole new Kidry. lifetime of toys. I mean like a oh. a whole like toy kitchen, like a, a bench uh, workbench area with like tools. Not wow. to mention like new books, new like I mean yeah. everything. And then yeah, we weren't like hanging out at the house all day, but every time we were home, Simon was happy. Yeah. Like he was perfectly happy, totally occupied, never like got into stuff or broke people's stuff because yeah. there were toys that were all new. <laughs> for right. The yeah. It's not like enjoy this uneven deck of cards. Yeah. And an incomplete game of playing. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like I always try to bring stuff on trips, yeah. but it like never really works. Mm-hmm. And like just having everything there was so Awesome, and because they have kids, their house was clean, Different, but it wasn't like, like it wasn't like pristine, right. and it also was just like there weren't a lot of like treacherous things for me to worry about. Right? I mean, the upgrade between just like a hotel, oh. and being there, like I can't even describe. And it was obviously cheaper than staying in a hotel. Yeah, and so, there's two rooms. You can put yeah, and he had his room, own, room, his own and room, and we had our own room. Yeah. I mean, it was every just it
0: was just. I'm going to do one other thing for Airbnb, which we are not promoting on any level at all. But they also are the best reviews of people saying this house is kid-friendly. We used it when we needed temporary housing when we first moved to L.A. Uh And a lot of people left reviews saying... Yeah, actually, I had my two-year-old there. and My yeah. kid could move around. It wasn't, you know, yeah. and adjust. And it just. And so really it made me leave yeah. a review saying, this was actually kid-friendly yeah. for this age. You yeah. know, this made a lot. Of, we could go for walks. We could do this stuff. Yeah. That's genius. Good job. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, Nice.
3: Hi, I have a genius moment to share. I have a 21-month-old 20 month daughter, and a few months ago, she started becoming obsessed with pizza because her daycare does, a um, pizza lunch one day a week she started asking for pizza for every single meal which I'm told is probably not the healthiest thing to do so <laughs> I decided to start cutting up her food in the shape of triangles and she thinks it's pizza and it keeps working so it's been pretty
0: awesome <laughs> love the show, bye that's
1: genius, amazing. I fully agree I'm gonna with have lying to, try to my that. child
0: about food, oh I did the, p- the pizza thing is genius, triangles, it's pizza that's how I got Katie Bell to eat a casey the, the first time, I was like it's pizza
1: that's amazing. Sandwiches. Try-
0: I fully believe that children like to go to our d'oeuvre parties. <laughs> and if you just present their food to them, like, with a toothpick in it, yeah. you stick a fucking toothpick in it, they're going to eat it. Don't ask me why. Cherry <laughs> tomato on the end of a toothpick. Boom. That's cool. It's uh, genius. I like
1: it. I'm going to try it.
0: Genius. I'll, I'll go first again. Okay. With my fail of the week. Fail. 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 You suck. So, Stefan and I went out to lunch. We were both home. We had a little extra time. We decided we would go out to lunch.
1: Nice. Afternoon date.
0: Very nice. So, so far, not a fail. We went to go try this place in Pasadena we'd been to before. It was really good, like French Thai kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They had a spicy pork belly okay sandwich. I was like fucking yum. Yeah. yeah. And I was starving. Yeah. And I ate every single bite. Of, I mean it was just like it was just pork, like pork belly, but it was essentially just bacon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like spicy bacon basically. Pouring
0: up It was delicious. Yeah. It was fantastic. And then that night, we were going to have friends over for dinner. Mm -hmm. We are going to cook out as a thank you to our friends around the corner. Mm -hmm. I had, like, spent all day after lunch, like, prepping this, like, citrus glazed chicken, you know, that was, like, all prepped and marinating. And then there was going to be, what was, there was, like, what, like a spicy watermelon salad that was going to go, like, all this stuff. (laughs) Around, like, four, I started to feel really sick. (laughs) And... (laughs) that like i like throat like nausea like i was like oh my god am i having nausea again and like the idea of the citrus chicken like even though it was in a bag somewhere in the like the fridge i could smell it in my head and i was like if i even see this fucking chicken i'm gonna throw up yeah these people coming over and the watermelon oh it was like even the watermelon everything oh my god the whole idea of the meal i was like what am i five like weeks pregnant I felt so nauseous and sick. I go pick up Katie Bell. I think I'm going to throw up at the school. Oh, my God. I get us home, and I turn to Stefan. And then they're coming over in, like, 15 minutes. And I say to Stefan, we had a problem. Yeah. I feel really sick. Like, I, I'm just, like, super nauseous. I can't look at the food that we've cooked for tonight. I got to call and cancel, you know? Yeah. And then Stefan, in his week of genius, way before this crossword puzzle yeah. uh, incident, said, uh... How about I take Katie go over to their house and we grill it out there? And I just uh, take all the food out of the house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you are a genius. Yeah. So he did. And then as I lay in bed eating crackers, because it's the only thing I could think to eat, mm-hmm. I realized I was either going through a weird pregnancy nausea phase or the giant pork belly sandwich. Should I have eaten pork belly? Yeah, Some of it may have been raw. Whatever. But it was delicious. So
1: fail. Pork, okay. pork belly fail. Gross. Yeah, it was gross. We went on our trip and I in my super brain state <laughs> forgot a number of things, but a key group of things oh. that I forgot together include all my makeup, all my jewelry, oh my god, and my contact lenses. So, it's just a sign that everything important to you yeah. is out. Yeah. <laughs> I, luckily, I did. I I was wearing contacts, but I have one a day, so that That's was it. it. But luckily, I fucking brought my glasses. Because I could have forgotten my glasses. Then I would have been really screwed. But I brought my glasses, but I had no makeup, no oh contacts. And I normally wear contacts every day. Yeah. Um, and no no jewelry, even though Jesse and I were having, like, our anniversary Aww. date night while we were there. And... Everybody knows when you're pregnant, you need, like, you Whatever need makes you feel to not, good. right, like, you really need it. Like, yeah. so I basically just had really unattractive Teresa week while we were on <laughs> I vacation. I
0: like, fuck you, I'm going to Sephora right yeah. now. Yeah. No, I didn't. I was just, yeah. just
1: like, I was like, you know what, I'm embracing this. I'm just, Red. I'm all natural this week. <laughs> 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 oh, but it was horrible.
3: Hi, Biz and Teresa. I have a sale This actually happened a couple weeks ago, and I was too embarrassed even to say it anonymously on One Bad Mother, but (laughs) I think I'll feel better if I actually tell someone. There was this horrible, like, tummy bug going around in our area, and my daughter, who's in kindergarten, got sick with it, and she woke up throwing up, and so I called the school and told her, she's not coming, and then, you know, I also have a almost two-year-old and I load them both in the car and take them to the doctor's office and my other doctor closed so I, I was just taking them to a care now. I get there and my son starts throwing up too who somehow magically got it like on the way to the doctor's and I get there and I'm filling out all these paperwork that you have to fill out the first time you go to a doctor's office and I fill out my daughter's just fine but at this point my son throws up again in the doctor's office and I'm super distracted, and I didn't put his birthday correctly down on the paper. I put the wrong birthday. I forgot my son's birthday. <laughs> so I turn it back in, and I don't even realize what I've done. And she calls me over a couple minutes later saying they can't find his health insurance on file. Are we, am I sure all the information is correct? And I'm super flustered and embarrassed. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. I put the wrong birthday. This is his actual birthday. I'm so sorry. And then a couple minutes later, she calls me over again, and you can tell she's trying not to insult me, but that she thinks I'm just, like, a giant moron. She goes, is your son really about to turn one? And I said, what? No, he's about to turn two. And she said, I think he might have put the wrong year down as well. And I did i put the wrong birthday and the wrong birth year down on this paperwork i mean i only had this kid two years ago <laughs> I it up. and it's like i really do love my son i, I remember having him it's a <laughs> treasured moment but I, you know there was just all the stuff going on and the puke and the everything and i just I lost my mind <laughs> 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 oh
0: no, you suck no, I'm just it's so That's funny so Awful! <laughs> surprised they even made you fill out paperwork with this, your son puking in that office. It's Bless so your heart. horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, your regular doctor closed. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's uh, not fair. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I
2: love you. When I.
0: Phone. I love you I love you Teresa yes let's call a mom <laughs> woo, woo. and to be more on point let's call a mom who might be able to help us <laughs> thank God well, thank God and our topic for the day <laughs> so today we are calling Morgan Brayton who is a Canadian comedy award nominee who lives in Vancouver British Columbia with her wife and two children she has not only performed sketch comedy uh, all around uh, Canada and the U.S., she has written and performed in two critically acclaimed one-woman shows, Girl Like Me and Raccoonery, and does a number of other amazing things that we are going to completely ignore because we have her here today to talk about the hilarious topic of adoption. <laughs> Welcome, Morgan. Morgan.
4: Hey, thank you so much. Excited to be here in my house. Wait a minute. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, yes. On your show. That's on what the I meant. show. Hello. Uh, hi. Uh, you're probably a lot more comfortable in your house than you would be in a very tiny room with two pregnant Yeah, ones. I hear it's hot and steamy in there. It and is. And not in the good way. So, Morgan, I, I want to, I guess actually what I want to do is start off before we get into our first question and say uh, that. Why we've got Morgan on here today, speaking about adoption, is she is, in fact, an adoptive parent, and we're going to talk to her a little bit about her process and uh, what led her to adopting, uh, sort of, and and what happened after, and the the experience, basically try and answer all the questions that Teresa and I uh, realized we had in in our opening discussion about adoption. Right. But let's start off with what we ask all our guests, who lives in your house? Okay, well, uh, myself, my lovely wife, Michelle, uh, our
4: two kids, the, our daughter is 14, and our son is 10, um, and
0: really a lot of cats. How many Ooh. cats are we talking Yeah, Teresa always is more <laughs> interested in the pets oh, than anything really? <laughs> How many cats we, we talking cat? need a new podcast just where I can talk about my
4: cats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, five of oh, our own cats. Oh, my God. And we... We currently have two of the tiniest, cutest foster kittens that you Aww. could ever even manage to see <laughs> looking at me right now, wanting to be picked up. But do you I feel like a fostering a addiction. <laughs> um, I, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what do it's do not you... the same thing as adopting no, children. It's not. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm not, I'm sure it it is. is. It is.
0: So let's just jump right into it. What let's talk about what you what led you to uh, adopt. How, how did you wind up adopting kids?
4: Um it was all my wife 's idea entirely i didn't actually even want to get married, let alone uh, Mary didn't have kids, so I blame her for everything um yeah, we just i mean uh we are lesbians um and therefore um do not you know we're not going to oops hey oh we're pregnant um in the way that can sometimes happen uh so you know we have to decide how to go about that um despite having two perfectly good vaginas, neither one of us had any interest in the whole birthing process. Um, so adoption was kind of a natural choice.
1: Yeah, so, I'm, I'm so adoption a was a natural choice, assuming you guys knew you wanted to have a family. So Yeah, was there... well, and
4: even that, I'm just going to come off that, like I'm, my wife is going to sound like the most amazing uh, wife and mother, and I'm just going to sound like a complete <laughs> jerk. So I, actually on our very first date... When we had like way too many drinks, and ended up at Denny's uh, late at night, how you do? And she <laughs> idea, somehow yes. ended up like breaking down and crying and being like, "If you don't want to have children, we'll your hands right now."
2: <laughs> you shouldn't
4: like, I'm, our, just, our show I'm just not ready was... to commit to that right now. Um, could we go on a few more dates? Um,
2: oh my so God.
4: she. I mean, I've always loved kids. I've always sort of seen myself. Probably having kids, but it wasn 't like something that is i yes absolutely let 's do it. But then, you know, after we'd been married for a few years, I was like, "Yeah, that seems like a good idea." Well, um,
0: it certainly sound you're certainly making it sound easy. So my guess is you guys just walked in some, you just went online, looked at some pictures, boom. Yeah, we just uh, parents. These kids and, uh, are cute. We'll they, take these. We'll ones. take these. We'll, 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 is it like is it like adopting cats, where you just need <laughs> to have a carrier when you just? Yeah. Go, it's pretty easy process. <laughs> the carrier right?
4: has to be a little bigger. To be fair, right, the all carrier right. has to be slightly smaller. Yeah. It's
2: slightly larger. So um, step No, two. I mean
4: it's. Not an easy process at all. At least the way that we did it. Now, there's different kinds of adoption, obviously, and I can speak to what it's like in Canada, not to what it's like in the States. Um, but you know, there are um, private adoptions, and then there are adoptions through the government, through the ministry, and the latter is what we chose because we were not so much interested in babies. So, you know, if you adopt privately. There are lots of lawyers' fees and all that kind of thing mm. involved. And if you adopt through the ministry, through the government, there's none of that. You've got to pay for, like, a, a criminal record check. But other than that, um, it just <laughs> – I'm sounding like we took, like, the cheapest route possible. <laughs> 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 um, but kind of. So, yeah, it's um, – you. there's a lot really involved in it. It's really an intense process. We were – it was about three years, I guess, the whole process um, from our initial application until we actually had a placement. Here, wow. question um, real
0: quick, question real quick in between. Yeah. Uh, so you've got, you have uh, two children. Did you adopt them at the same time? Were they siblings? Were they? they yes, they were
4: and still are siblings. Right. Um, <laughs> and we, yes, we adopted them about a year and a half ago now. So our daughter was 12, almost 13, when she came home, and our son was eight and about
0: to turn nine. Yeah. And what what led you guys to decide, eh, babies, we want we want older kids? Okay, I know you guys are, like, really, really
4: into babies. Um, <laughs> no, no, Teresa's into babies. Don't you point the finger at me. <laughs> oh
0: I just, my God, I just you need a so five-year-old babies. to fall out of my vagina. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah, that way, yeah, that way no, probably no, hard.
0: I'm just, I'm just not,
4: we're just not that into babies. Like, I don't, I mean, I like children, um, and I'm I'm fine. I, I don't have a problem if you have a baby. Um, but I just don't, uh, I just don't care for them. I don't find them interesting. I
0: don't find them good conversation. Wait a second, do you think that... People who adopt kids are allowed to be more honest about their <laughs> their expectations of children and answer. family than than those of us who, who don't adopt. <laughs> I think that might well, be the case. <laughs> I just also,
4: you know, I just never had that sort of yeah. burning desire to uh, to pass on. Like, my, I, with all due respect to the lovely people in my family, um, <laughs> that's not a, something I need to reproduce. You know, I just don't feel like. Uh, shitty at math, prone to heart, heart heart attacks, and hairy yes. toes. Uh, this must live on, you know. I don't feel like I need to pass on my DNA at all. <laughs> so that part of it was just not a factor for us. So that was that was a huge part of it. it was just like, well, we don't really feel the need to. That's not part of it. I, I mean, I get it, and I think it's pretty amazing. Like my sister in law just had a baby, and it's 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 insane to look at. You know, this baby looks like you and has yeah. these traits like you. And I also, in a, another sort of strange turn of events, um, Jeb, uh, the same year that our kids came home, I found my birth sister. My parents, before five years before I was born, uh, before they were married, had another child that they placed for adoption. So I have, I had this full sister out there who I found, like, you know, two years ago.
1: But, and but, that's I yeah. have to, we need, so we have we to, need to talk about this. Because yeah. that is... <laughs> Yeah.
0: Completely <laughs> insane. Like, that is such a weird, like, karmic, insane lineup of events. I know. It was going to that, like, when you were, like, roughly 20. You yep. find out long before you had, this is way before you've met your wife, right? This yep. is like yep. way before your thought process of, I'm going to adopt. Well, you didn't even really want to do it. Um, yep. yeah, <laughs> to you got talked into it by your wife. It's just, just like every other couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. The, you find out, your parents are like, oh, by the way, you have a sister that we gave up for adoption. Yeah. Pass the peas. And like, <laughs> like that. And then you find yourself, Down the road, adopting kids like did that—that had to have played into it somehow. Was that? I mean, like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, it's well, isn't it? Isn't you would not believe
4: the number of people who have told me similar stories. Like when I talk about finding my sister, it's really quite overwhelming the number of people who have similar stories because there used to be. So much shame around adoption, and it was very much like it's better for the children to just clean slate and move on. And now we know that that's absolutely not the truth, and the more information that adopted kids have about their birth families and the more contact that they have if it's healthy and safe with birth families, et cetera, that the better off they are, and it's really important to know where you came from and not have these questions and whatnot. But in 1965, that's not how they looked at things, right? Right. So um, it's really... It, it, the way that we look at adoption now is very different than we did, you know, even 20 years ago, but let alone 40 years ago. So um, there really are a lot of stories like this. It's quite it's quite overwhelming. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we were actually, because I sort of off and on, from I found out when I was about 20 and sort of off and on kind of did a half-assed attempt at looking for her. Um, and it was when we were in, when you adopt children through the ministry, you have to go through an education program that is... Uh, You know, basically learning all kinds of parenting stuff, but also about the kinds of kids who are in care. And Hmm. unfortunately, a lot of kids who, you know, kids who are in care are in care for a reason. They've been removed from their birth homes for their own safety. So there are, you know, it's not like Anne of Green Gables kind of, you know, or, oh, there was a terrible accident, and now you have right. to go live with somebody else. It's, that's very, very rare, right? These are kids who, for various reasons, uh, can't be with their birth families for their own safety. So, there, as
0: we were joking yeah. earlier, those of us who just, like, had sex and were allowed to have children, uh, maybe we all should have probably gone through the same process that adoptive you know parents what? I have if, to go through.
4: Right. <laughs> All of our friends with kids that they had with their own bodies, they all say that. They're like, it's totally insane that you had to go through all that. And also it makes so much sense and really everybody should have to go through that. So, yeah, I think everybody should, absolutely. But it's also our kids, our kids are different in a lot of ways. And the possibilities when you adopt kids who have been in care that they may have experienced some kind of abuse or whatever is much higher than the general population of children, but also just they 've experienced trauma just because they 've just because right. they 've been removed from their birth families right so you're deal- you 're dealing with some some intense feelings and some some hard stuff, so you have to learn ways to deal with that and they also kind of try to scare the shit out of you all the way along the process to go like, "Are you sure you want to do this because it 's not you know it 's great and it 's just like having other kids most days and in most situations, but there are ways in which it 's really different, and I think they really try to kind of Prepare you for that and make sure that, this, uh, that you're not just trying to rescue somebody or
1: you yeah. don't think yeah. it's just like
4: a cool thing to do,
1: you know? Because that's Which is really good. Yeah, no, it's it really It protects good. the kids from getting into like a really bad situation. Because I can understand the ready. motivation
0: of like, I re- we have the ability to do this. I want to do this. We, we can yeah. make a really good home. Yeah. But I'm sure that from the perspective of the adoption agencies, they have seen plenty of times people go in with the right attitude. And then get into it and back out or, yeah. or you know, bounce kids around more while, again, it's one of those differences. You're saying the difference is people who give birth, you know, have the, the kids out of the vagina um, yep. are like, yeah, this really sucks, but I can't do anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> well, not, I like, and like, that is the place that you come to when you <laughs> would have kids. That is the place that I'm like, oh,
2: great. Uh,
4: but you know, it, you see it. How, I mean, you, there there are stories in the news, and it's yeah. heartbreaking that you know, oh, they sent the kid back to Russia right. or whatever. Yeah, and and right. I just, you know, I used to think like, oh my God, how could you do that? And I and I still do, but I understand more right. now just because the difficulties around it. So anyhow, we were in this education program, and uh, it was we went on Saturdays like one to five every Saturday, and then just went home went to bed right at yeah. five o'clock afterwards because we were so emotionally exhausted. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, you know, learning uh, about what kids who don't live with their birth families, kids who've been adopted, some of the things that they go through. And I just kept thinking about the sister I had out there. And that was really what was kind of the impetus to, to find her. So um, how did I start on that? Oh, just that, you know, meeting my sister who looks a lot like me and we're very different in a lot of ways but just there are you know a lot of ways that DNA is a total trip like right. wow yeah you do that weird little thing with your mouth so just like me and that's <laughs> not there's that's that's just nature there's no nurture going on there whatsoever so um there was something about 20 minutes ago that I was going to make a point about and it had to do with
0: that but the the point was i think my question that led us down this path was how much did having adoption be a part of your history in terms of having a sister and finding your sister play into your process of saying, you know, I do really want to adopt kids versus uh, it just being a discussion between you and your wife? Kind of the other way around, actually. I think yeah. the, the impetus to find my sister came more out
4: of the our adoption process because yeah. I wasn't sure that I actually was going to find my sister. I didn't, You know, I felt like, well it's been this long, she obviously doesn't want to be found if she I'm I'm pretty easy to find online, you know. Uh, if she had wanted to, et cetera, I had sort of thoughts around that of well, I don't want to intrude in her life if she doesn't want to be found and things like that. And it was actually the adoption process that we were going through that I think was the catalyst for me finding my birth sister. Um, so I think it sort of went the other way around with us and I and I don't I didn't feel like I had really I didn't feel like I had an experience with adoption other than this Mm. weird sort of vague knowledge that I apparently had a sister out there somewhere. So I would say it was really more the other way around that informed it. Um, And, you know, we just, we wanted to have a family and... For us, as they say, the, the being pregnant and birth part and the baby part is not the exciting part of having a family for us. So, um, you know, when we, we found out about uh, older child adoption or waiting, waiting kids, as they are called, that just seemed to make sense for our family.
0: Did you... Okay, so you've gone through the... the you've started the process. You're in it to win it. You're going through the experience. What is the process like of actually finding your kids? You know I mean like because i and I, I asked this because one, I have no clue. We recently did a show on um uh, with a guest who did artificial insemination and you know on her own single mother, went through a donor process. And what I learned about what the donor websites were like was so like like they don't post pictures of themselves, they post pictures of themselves as children. You know what I mean? So right. you're getting oh, it. And I was like, "What?" So, yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's got to be something I completely don't expect when it comes to the <laughs> process of Finding your ch- – I mean, does it start online? Does it start at your local agency? Did you say, you know, we know we want to keep it local or, or it doesn't really matter. We just want to go out and meet some kids. I mean, do you go to, like, yeah. picnics? What, how do you <laughs> find your kids? Uh, uh, or do they all find of you? Above. Yeah, or do um, they find you? I mean, It's kind of more they find you it, it,
4: because it's all done through the government. You, I mean, you don't even get to the point of – talking about potential matches like for quite some time. So you, you you first of all you fill out this application form which is totally insane and has all these little ticky boxes that you tick like uh, could you handle a child who has asthma? Could you handle a child who is deaf? Could you handle a child who is blind? And that in and of itself was a really interesting um, uh, stage of our relationship with my wife and I to try and um, you know the things that I checked off that she didn't and vice versa and she would be like oh my uh, God. you I know uh, death, yes blind absolutely not no absolutely yeah. and I was like what do you mean not blind yeah. she was just like adamant and, and and you know she and then she'd say look well I want them to be able to at some point leave home and that feels to me like. They would always be dependent on us. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And, you know, I was like, oh, sexual abuse, fine. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, there was, you know, just kind of our different. Wow. Um, and and we switched back and forth a lot of the time on things that we would say, like uh, openness and adoption, like contact with the birth family. Initially, she was like, nope, nope, nope. And then, of course, the whole thing happened with my sister. And as soon as that happened, she was like, I changed my mind. Absolutely. It, it's the best thing. So um, it was really, a, a, not to sound cheesy, but a great kind of period of discovery in our relationship of getting to know each other and what was important to us. What a test um, for
0: your marriage and your friendship, this process. Oh, it gets better. You know what I mean? So, like, that's intense. That's, yeah, a, that's, no, a, it's, that's actually almost, and I, I, I use this term oddly, almost a luxury that, again, people not doing the adoption process, going another route,
1: don't even think to give themselves. You know, these totally.
0: conversations, you don't think about it until... Yeah, the
1: closest thing we have is like, do we want to do genetic testing? Yeah, do you want to do genetic testing? Right. And
0: that and that tells you really nothing. Yeah, I mean, that tells you maybe two, yeah, or three things. Yeah. It doesn't tell you if your kid's going to be deaf or blind or be sexually assaulted or you know. I mean, like it doesn't exactly all these things that you. Uh, what a interesting.
4: It's a really, it's a really, like, from the outside, it seems like a really crazy process. And that form, you actually fill out three different times. You do it yeah, at the very beginning. You, you do should, it after your everybody education program. Problem. And then you do it after what's called your home study, which is basically, like, an interrogation in your own home where a social worker comes to your house. Um, you either do it, you know, every night for uh, two weeks or something like that, or you spread it out over months. And we waited almost a year after our education program um, to have our home study done, not not our choice. That, that that's just kind of how slowly the wheels uh, move. And at the time, we were like about to split up. We were having like super relationship problems, and we we're like, that's it, I'm out. And then we get the phone call, like, we're ready to do your home study, so can we come over on Wednesday? <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I called my wife at work, and I'm like, you're never going to believe what just happened. What do we do? Right? Because we didn't want to say, like, no, we actually think we're going to break up, because yeah. then what if next week we changed our mind? And then we've screwed that. But we also didn't want to say, like, yes, come and interview us about our excellent, safe relationship, which children should be a part of because <laughs> um, we didn't even know if we were going to stay together. So um, that was a kind of a strange time, and we did decide to to move ahead with it. And we had this social worker who was like, I know something's up. I can smell it. Like, she could totally oh tell God. that something was going on. And there's part where they, like, interview you separately. And so she, like, took me downstairs and interrogated me for, like, 45 minutes and was like, what's going on? And I was like, look, we at, we've been having some trouble, but all, all – People in relationships have trouble, and that's, you know, it actually makes us stronger and all this kind of thing. And so then we switched, and she was downstairs with my wife, my wife of few words, for five minutes, and then we came back up. And so when the social worker left, she was like,
2: what did you say down there?
4: (laughs) Because, of course, I'm the totally chatty one, and she's just kind of one-word answers, and that that was it. So anyways, we made it through that stage. We filled out the application again with slightly different answers with the more knowledge that we had at that point. Then it was like another year until we had a match and you what know. What does that there mean? Various... Have
0: a match. A what match
4: is mean? when your social worker calls you and says, Another social worker has contacted me or I have contacted this other social worker who is responsible for these children. Here's what I can tell you about them. Are you interested in finding out, out more? Oh, so, so it's not
0: like a whole story where you're like, you know, I'll take the one who likes button downs the one, and the one who's well, got a strong sense of, you know, uh, who likes Southern football. I mean, there's not like, you're not like scrolling that was at the top back. of my list, oddly enough. No, yeah, um, I know. I mean,
4: yeah, no, well, I mean, it is in a way because that's all stuff that you fill out on these little forms, um. and, and you, you, there's this big sort of book written about your family, That's like this family loves to take bike rides, and it's creative, and this is the kind oh, of dad. background they have, and that's why they'd be good for kids that are like such and such, right? So they, they, it's kind of like matchmaking in a romantic sense, except with children and no sex, of course. Um, <laughs> Nothing so,
1: romantic at all. <laughs> just,
4: to be clear, just to clarify, um, so yeah um there are there are some kind of other ways like there's a there's a bulletin that ha, that kind of gives profiles that are very much like sort of dating profiles of kids that you can read right and right. Like, this uh, active little boy enjoys hockey and needs a home with the parents who can be patient that he likes to take things apart and you know they're, they're these sort of write-ups about the kids that you can inquire about and ask to see more through your social worker. There are also these things called, I can't remember what they're called because I just called them the adoption jamboree, um, <laughs> where, uh, they, they, you have to be invited. You can't just walk in off the street and and (laughs)
0: get rid of it. Do Um, I smell barbecue? (laughs) Right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they look fun. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so you go and it's usually like in a gymnasium or some kind of hall and there are snacks and then social workers get up and show a little video and kind of uh, try to pitch. It's very much like a pitch session. Like they try to pitch these kids to you. Um, And, you know, often these are harder to place kids that may have been in the system for a while and that's why they're trying to kind of promote them. And it's the strangest thing. Oh, and then they've all made these crazy... like but the um, kids
1: aren't there, are they? The kids
4: aren't there. The kids aren't there. And it's actually very rare that... Now, different places are different. In B.C., where we live, you usually don't ever see pictures of the kids at at all. Uh, Some places do, like I think Ontario, they have profiles that have photos of the kids. Um, And, you know, they want you not to make a decision based on... How cute someone is, yeah. um, but on things, you know, about what a whether or not this person would be a good fit for your family, right? But at the adoption jamboree, the social workers have made on like poster board these fun little poster posters with like mm. pictures of the kids and little write ups about them and stuff like that, and you kind of walk around and you read them and you sit and eat cheesies and watch the videos, and I just found it like the strangest yeah. strangest thing, and we never got any kind of matches or any kind of nothing through well, any
0: that's, of those. That's like a weird process. Cause, I mean, the process that you're describing that you actually went through, while it sounds grueling and long, actually makes a great deal of sense to me in terms yes. of finding the right match. While part of it, it sounds a little like sometimes putting the kid, like certain kids online, it's a little like, you know, like when you're looking, <laughs> Again, I'm sorry I keep comparing children to things that are not at all comparable. But there's like, you know, like real estate agents who are trying to sell you houses. There's always this amazing house online, but it's never available. But it gets right. you then to look at all of the all yeah. of the other stuff and get hooked. It feels a little weird and like like you said, like maybe a little disingenuous. Are those kids really available for adoption? Does that process move faster? Uh, well, are those it's the- complicated.
4: NBC, for instance the like the systems are so archaic and the social workers are all so overworked and you know like work part-time and things like that that often we would you know we're interested in these kids that we read about and we'd go and our social work look it up and say oh they were adopted in 2009 they just haven't taken them out of the system yet you know so sometimes it's frustrating things right. like that like it just because the wheels move so slowly mm-hmm. but you know i have to say like As long as the process was and as crazy as it was, our kids are totally our kids. Like, that's all there is to it. And it's not just because we're stuck with them now, (laughs) which we are, but it's also because, like, they just, yeah, they totally, they're fit for our family. I mean, our daughter is tall and skinny and blonde-haired and blue-eyed, so she looks nothing like the rest of us. (laughs) Um, But, you know, our son looks... He just looks like my wife gave birth to him. It's ridiculous. Um, and they're just our kids. Like, they just really are a perfect fit for our family, you know?
1: What was it Most like days. when you first met them?
4: <clears throat> well, our situation was a little bit different. Usually you have, um, you know, kind of, a, a, again, using terminology that is totally inappropriate, sort of a courting period. Right. You, you know, you sign off, you say yes, and you sign papers before you ever meet them. Right, and so um, and then usually, you know, you have one visit at their foster home, and then maybe you take them out to McDonald's the next week, and then maybe they come over to your house for dinner the following weekend. It's a very sort of long process of getting to know you and finally have a sleepover and blah blah blah, and then you move in, right?
3: Oh my God, how we for a for
4: variety of reasons that I won't go into, um, our kids we adopted them right away. So we were actually in <laughs> Toronto for the Comedy Awards, and we got a phone call on. Tuesday morning, saying, um, you know, this is, this situation has happened, and uh, so we want to sort of fast track this. Are you okay with that? Wow. Um, yeah, it was totally go insane. The, and
1: like, bedroom furniture and yeah, go, yeah, like, Yeah, we had away. nothing.
4: We weren't prepared oh at God. all because we hadn't, like, it was supposed to take... We'd said yes, and we'd signed off, but yeah. it was supposed to be months and months and months and months away, so we were not prepared at all, and we <laughs> said, you know, y- uh, yes, of course, and we made a little video for them to, that we sent to them to introduce ourselves. And so that was Tuesday morning.
0: <laughs> I would I love see, to go and like interview your it? kids down the road and be like, what did you think? <laughs> this process what did you think? Was, I know. Yeah, when I would, you got this video and, like, these two women are coming to get you? What? <laughs> I know. Well, funnily enough, that I, when the social worker at, told
4: um, the kids about us and they said, you know, okay, so it's, it's two women. You'd have... Two moms and our daughter apparently said, Oh, that's good. I've always wanted two moms. I've never really related to dads, but I've always wanted two moms. <laughs> uh, and she said oh, gross. But then she, but she said specifically two Chinese moms. <laughs> I don't know why. We're not chinese so that was probably a bit disappointing for her. But for some reason, that was on her list. Um, So, yeah, we made this little video. And then, like, Wednesday morning, we got on a plane and came home. We uh, dropped our suitcases off and went to the social worker's office and met them Wednesday afternoon. We Skyped with them on Thursday. We picked them up Friday morning, went to Ikea, bought, like, bedroom furniture and new clothes and everything because they basically came with their clothes on their back. And they moved in Saturday morning.
0: Holy! Oh sh- and then God. everybody went to therapy. <laughs>
4: it, was just, it
0: was the strangest week.
4: I mean, it's all a bit of a blur because we were completely exhausted and everything was very yeah. surreal. And I remember, like, one night lying in bed and just going, "Like, Michelle,
3: somebody gave us kids. <laughs>
4: well, I, they're in the other room, and we were supposed to take care of them. Like, it was just
0: uh, every once for a while. That kind of hit me, like, what? All we yeah. have is so Doritos like, in the house, Doritos and red wine. What are we weird. gonna do? Oh, those uh, didn't leave. Yeah, I know. I I, have. We have one. I have one last question. Come on, here we got to wrap it up because we we we've gone on because I knew we would. You wake up and you you go to bed with these two new kids. What is the pro? I mean, let me ask you the longest possible question before we have to wrap it up. But like, what is the process? I mean, the the of convincing these two children, we got your back. You know what I mean? Like, this is a big deal. Yeah, it is, and it's and it's a process,
4: and it's never an it's an ever ongoing process. And some days, you know, I mean, they really have they're they're just our kids, and they know that they're our kids, and they say, you know, that they hate us and we're <laughs> stupid and all those things that kids do. And we, on the one hand, are like, what a jerk, and on the other hand, we're like, yep, that's about right for what kids do, so they, that's good. Um, so you know, I mean, it's a it's ongoing, like there's, there are trust issues for sure. And we just keep standing there. You know, it's, it's, um, I've never done so much family stuff in my life, uh, nor have I wanted to, uh, but you know, we're continually just like making new traditions. That's a huge part of it is like, yeah. oh, this is what we do at Christmas. And this is what happens when we go to grandma's and, and figuring all that stuff out and just continuing to you know, sometimes like we say a lot, like I I get it, but I'm not going anywhere. And neither are you. I'm your mom forever. You know, right? So it's just a continual process of just verbally and physically and in our daily lives, just showing up and and sometimes we just have to let go and know that that's not going to feel totally secure for them for a long time and kind of
0: sit with that, right? Mm-hmm. All I'd like to have one more question because it's kind of a universal mom question. I just want to ask real okay. quick uh, that and. Uh, That is basically, I think there is, one of the things we've talked about in the show, one of the things that led to this show was this, like, feeling that as a mom, you can't complain about, like, or not complain, but, like, vent. Like, it's really hard to vent about, like, ah, I'm so tired of my kid because of the pressure that other people are like, well, you had that child. Well, you, you know, you, this was your decision. (laughs) Children are blessings. Children's are fucking blessings. Um, (laughs) And every minute is a miracle. Do you think? that that's, like, even more hyped up, like, more stressful for you. Like, not only did you ask for this, you spent three years getting this. You know, how dare yeah, you? I mean, I like, did... what is that? Is that... I think I did in the beginning. I,
4: it was it was harder to ask for help in the beginning, but I think that that like new moms, that's how it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's hard to ask for help, and I'm much better at that even today. I totally just Facebook like I want to take my child for the afternoon, <laughs> um, you know. So I, I'm I'm better at that, and uh, and sharing stuff is huge. Like thank God for things like Facebook and my blog and things like that, because I do find that um, whether it's other parents biological parents or adoptive parents or whatever, the, the feedback of, like, yeah, well, you want to hear what my kid did today yeah. or just, you know, hang in there, mom, or whatever it is, that that it's really, it makes you sort of be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay to fuck up or it's okay to have weird ways of parenting uh, that <laughs> may, you know, not be what everybody does or whatever it is, you know? I find that this it's, it's validating and it makes me be like, okay, I can do this, you know?
0: Well, I just we you know, at the beginning of the show, we said we want to make it very clear this is not our only show ever about adoption. And, and like having this conversation proves that there are a bazillion more questions to talk about uh, in terms of what parents go through and what the kids go through and and. uh just thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about this because it really is – not only is it interesting and eye-opening, at the same time, once again, it goes to prove this universal, like, ah, this is really hard all the time. <laughs> but, yeah. Like No matter how you got there, mm-hmm. no matter yeah. how you got those children in those IKEA beds in your house, <laughs> it's a process. And it's, you know, I, I know that I will, for me – Sir I mean, adoptive parents don't walk around with adoptive t shirts. I'm an adoptive mom shirt on there, but man, <laughs> you're doing a fucking great job, Morgan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. And uh and uh just thanks so much for joining us and Congratulations. My pleasure. On thanks your for family. having me. And, and thanks for helping
4: to talk about it because it isn't something that people know a lot about, and it's uh it's actually a pretty great way to raise a family, and so I'm I'm grateful that you guys are talking about it. We're thanks, gonna Morgan.
0: link everybody up with Morgan's website. Thank you guys. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you. Bye bye. bye. When you i call waves. send a message,
1: pick up the wow that was cool oh my
0: god i learned a lot i did too and it just god what a hard process but
1: also like hearing her talk about um laying in bed with her wife and being like (laughs) there's children in the other room we have children now but that actually really just sounds exactly like what it's like having a newborn it's like uh, newborn oh my god i'm a like i'm a parent i have a child It's
0: that or yeah we were watching we were watching a movie sunday we have our sunday movie pancake morning extravaganza every sunday and i'm sitting there and katie bell has the child who is not affectionate has started taking on affection and we're like sitting there watching this movie and she's leaning against me like watching the movie Uh and i had this total out of body moment where i'm like i am a mom yeah when did when did when that did happen? did this happen to me? Like I'm looking at Stefan and looking at my child, I'm looking around the room, and I'm like, I don't this is crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: I actually know Morgan and the last time I saw her was like maybe eight or ten years ago. Oh. We were like doing sketch comedy in Canada, like <laughs> yeah. getting drunk and like you know, like everybody's like, Woo, pew pew. You know, like
1: yeah.
0: it's so weird. Yeah. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's really Jesus.
0: weird. You know what? Here, here. Let's, let's just amp up the weirdness, wrap up with a good old-fashioned mom rant. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> All right. I'm six weeks pregnant,
2: and it is already time for uh, my first full-on rage-induced rant. Oh. <laughs> I found out this week after interviewing basically every maternity care provider in town that no one sees vegans, because obviously in the age of modern medicine, we can't keep a baby that eats only plants alive. On top of that, I can probably only have six weeks of maternity leave from my job, and I am currently sitting in the park 10 blocks from my house, uh, feeling like I'm going to puke more than I've ever felt like I was going to puke in my life. And crackers didn't help. And almonds didn't help. Oh. And taking a 10-block walk along a busy street smells like gasoline didn't help. And I have, like, six years of this left to go. I don't know. This is <laughs> way too long already. And I am so sick of it. Please help. <laughs> oh.
0: I wish there was a way to actually swoop it and, like help yeah you know what i mean like ladies we got ladies and gentlemen we gotta start getting
1: organized yeah six <laughs> weeks is really really hard six weeks is hard like because... i feel like six to ten six to eleven like that's yeah. just it t- seems like it's taking forever and you're fucking sick and the hormones go out of control
0: right yeah. away and you're not expecting any of it yeah so then when you find out anything maternity leave you, you yeah. start trying to investigate hospital any of it any of yeah. it that i promise down the road will sort it will itself work out, out. Yeah. and it will seems overwhelming yeah. in such a realistic way i would not say that in a yeah. condescending way at all yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
1: real yeah and it feels horrible yeah and but yeah. when you're not nauseous it'll feel less horrible Yeah, because anything when you're also nauseous (laughs) is pretty (laughs) much like the worst thing ever.
0: (laughs) It is. It is. You're doing a really good job. Yeah. Mom, you really are. Uh, Gatorade. uh, Gatorade. Peppermints. Trace and I recently discovered lemon drops
1: uh, really were delicious. Like really powerful, sour. Even sniffing a lemon.
0: Sniffing a lemon is very helpful. Alcohol wipes.
1: Alcohol, alcohol. The wipes, hospitals. Really? This
0: is an all the hospital trick. Oh, when they're moving uh, patients from you know sick patients into surgery or whatever, uh-huh. uh, when they're laying down on the gurney, it can make them puke. So they just swipe the alcohol wipe under your nose, uh-huh. and that like shot of that alcohol wipes helps cut the nausea. I used to carry them in cabs, yeah. even when I wasn't pregnant. Yeah. You know, like around subways. I always have alcohol Why wipes, didn't it? you share this when I'm... we were like, <laughs> <laughs> we were both like incredibly nauseous? Ta-da! In first- you're all welcome. The um, Hang in there, mom. Yeah. And I'm just going to go right back to, uh, yeah. to the Morgan thing again and just how yeah. much I fucking love moms. Yeah. Moms are the
1: fucking best, dude. <laughs> dude.
0: You guys are all, dads, you're also awesome. Yeah.
1: And we're including moms to be. And in we're that. including moms to yeah. be. We're including <laughs> adoptive parents again. Happy and anyone. Anyone who's giving birth today. Anybody who's giving
0: <laughs> birth today, you hang in there. Uh, you guys are all doing a really great job. It is so good to be back. Um, yeah, Teresa, you are doing a great job. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. Everybody, hang in there and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down Mama Blues. I got to load
2: down Mama Blues. Got to load.
0: We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org.
1: One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate.
0: Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome.